everyone. I'm back, baby. It's Jake C. Lee. I'm great. Everybody else sucks. Oh, huh. oh no. It's every nightmare I've ever had. Excuse me. It's time to check the link. Pretty crazy, huh? <laughs> but it doesn't matter because none of this has anything to do with the show. You know what? You just made the list. <laughs> oh, wait, you serious? Let me laugh even harder. It's all in. Sure, we talk about it all the time. Really? No. Game on, everybody. It's all in sports. It's been a while. Been a while. I will save you from that. Uh, We're going to have some fun today because about once a month, and the only person I probably want to do this with once a month is Chris Meany. Uh, you guys know him at Chris Meany. She hopefully follows work at FTN and everything he's doing, by the way. Helps you with hockey bets as well, including myself. Now that legal in Virginia, yay! If you're not on the athletic, go over there, theathletic.com. Uh, I guess slash all in sports, if that still works. It's an offer. If you don't get an offer, just go click on a different offer. Find an offer. You'll get an offer if you want to go check out everything over there. You can tell it's been a while, Chris, because my intro is all over the map. I didn't. I forgot to even say, yeah, what we're doing today. We're doing fails today, which should kind of give everybody a hint of one of the things that's going to come up. But how are you doing, Chris? That's, that's more important. I'm doing good. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while. You and I keep in touch, of course. But, you know, before we... Before you started that intro, which was awesome, we started to talk just randomly about every single sport. <laughs> it's like, yeah, hey, maybe we'll just get going. You oh, we're gonna talk about the dumb bulls with the angels. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could have talked about the bulls and got you in a brutal mood, and then the angels get me in an awful mood, Rangers. But yeah, we're gonna talk a lot of football. Happy to to talk football with you, of course. And yeah, man, congratulations! Big hockey bet from you. I love to see it. Yeah, hockey bet. Yay. <laughs> I know I can know one thing. If you see the Rangers playing, bet the over. <laughs> yes. Who's who's the NFL equivalent of the defense? Would it be Detroit? Would that be the NFL equivalent? Uh, yeah, probably. Um, but and it's unfair because their offense is good. It's just it's slow moving right now. So I don't know. I'd feel like you know the Bucks defense last year was was good, Ooh, but good they gave up a lot of points, offense, but they scored defense. some points. Yeah, a turnovers. Oh, turnovers! They play at a high pace, like they really do. They're among the leaders in creating offense and among the leaders in allowing offense at five on five. And their power play, I think, is one of the best in the league. So uh, <laughs> now that yeah, we just I mean, it's exciting times to be a Rangers. The audience. <laughs> yeah, we did. See you later. But it's exciting, I think, to be a Rangers fan, even though you have. You, you're going through some growing pains, but you're right. going through some growth, going through some pains, but we're, I yes. mean, might as well talk about the lions and Stafford, but the yeah. theme, like I said, the theme of the show was going to be fails. 2020 fails. We're looking back. Some things we can learn from going forward for 2021 players specifically and stuff like that. And I do have a fail update for everybody that's been asking, but I saved it to tell Chris because of all people I wanted to share with Chris. But first, before we get to all the fail stuff, Matthew Stafford with the Rams, we're not debating Stafford versus Jared Goff because if you are anybody who thinks the talent is even close, just tune out, cl- close the podcast. Don't want you to listen to my show. Don't, I don't even care. You could be one of the people that wants to complain and give me a one star review. Uh, but I would appreciate some five stars so I can bump that guy who has been trolling me since about September, or October on the athletic decide to jump over to the podcast as well. So I appreciate that more than anything. But yes. Don't come at me for Jared Goff versus Matthew Stafford. You're insane. Matthew Stafford by a mile and then some. You're going to be surprised uh, how much McVeigh was creating magic and getting what he did out of Jared Goff. So I want to talk about Matthew Stafford, though, because Stafford is on the Rams now, Chris. 
stock up, we can say, for their offense. But how much? Are we talking Cup and Woods back to wide receiver one territory? Are we talking about if Cam Akers is the guy, he's in RB1 territory? Do we now have relevancy out of Tyler Higby like we hoped for for this year, especially because Gerald Everett is a free agent? And speaking of free agents, Josh Reynolds is one, so is it Van Jefferson next year? I'm giving you the entire litany of options here because you can't mention one without really going to the others. So I just shotgunned you a billion questions. So go for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like the move. I know a lot of people are like, Whoa, I mean, you gave up a lot of first round picks. You're not going to pick again in the first round for 30 plus years, but (laughs) they're in win now, right? The defense is absolutely legit. They, you know, you could make a case if Stafford was on their team a couple years ago, they win a Super Bowl. Anybody really other than Jared Goff. I mean, the defense was fine against Belichick and Brady. They, you know, they, they looked so bad on offense and I don't think it was McVay. McVay took a lot of heat for that. And he said himself, you know, if, if he can go back, he would, you know, do this and do that. And he learned from it. And, you know, I'd like the move. I, I still think this team is you know, going to run, want to run the football quite often and rely on their defense. I mean, they allowed 18 points per game last year, 18. This is a team next year moving forward. The defense is still going to be solid in my opinion. And I think that, you know, score 20, <laughs> score 23, <laughs> score 24. You're going to be in games. I mean, heck they want a playoff game with, you know, Goff, you know, having a broken finger and not throwing the football all that well. So there was something to be said about that connection that Goff and cup had though. It was, it was pretty solid. He looked his way quite often inside the red zone. And even over the past couple of years, it hasn't been the golf of maybe the first couple, but or, or cup rather like cup. The first couple of years with golf was, was awesome. And right. we've seen some inconsistent games from Cooper cup over the past couple of years. And part of that is personnel and running the football and a couple of tight ends and, you know, woods getting on the field to block. But from a fantasy standpoint, I'm going to like cup. I'm going to like cup. I think it's, I think it's the same. I, I don't, I don't definitely don't think he's downgraded with the addition of Stafford. I think him and Robert Woods are going to be solid wide receiver twos. I mean, cup is going to have, in my opinion, always that upside to be the one. And, you know, even though he only had the three touchdowns last year, I think he's got the higher ceiling and for Robert Woods, you know, a, a solid year from him. It really was. I mean, there's another guy who didn't score a lot of touchdowns. He, he had six, which was solid for him, but usually is a guy where we can't really bank on on the production. But both of these guys, man, I think they're legit fantasy assets. You bring in Stafford, he's a capable quarterback. You mentioned Sean McVay, he's amazing. Yes, Cam Akers, in my opinion, is RB1. I think he's an absolute stud. I think the line is still solid. And as I mentioned, I think they're going to continue to run the football. So I like the move. I'm, I'm not crazy about Higby, but you're right. Everett's not going to be around. I just don't view Stafford as a guy, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, last year on a poor team, well, for years on a poor team, poor defensive team, this guy was playing from behind a lot, right? Throwing the ball a ton. I don't know how many times he's going to throw the ball 40 plus times. How many times have you said this? And I've said this. A lot of people in the industry have said this. If you want the Rams to win, you can't have Goff throwing the ball 40 times. McVay is going (laughs) to be able to have a little bit more faith in Matthew Stafford to throw the ball a bit more if he wants him to get that first down when, when it's needed. But overall, from a fantasy standpoint, I'm not, I'm not there in Stafford being a top 10 quarterback. Like I still want guys who run and he's not going to do that. And and that's, and not even just 
that that's where a little bit of my hesitancy comes in also for cup and woods getting back to definitive wide receiver ones. I'm with you. I'll take cup over woods, uh, cup a little bit more upside, especially with the air yards, not quite Kenny Galladay, obviously. Uh, but you know, I think they'll both be extremely good Marvin Jones. And I, I, if anything, it feels like where the gap was from Galladay to Jones, it's a smaller gap. So you get a lesser Cal, or I was about to say Calvin Johnson, you know, lesser Galladay and a better, you know, Marvin Jones, but it's cut with woods kind of like, it's almost, if you rank them, it would be a Galladay cup, then woods, then Jones kind of like that. If that makes sense, right. they're sandwiched in between. Uh, but what it comes down to is that last point, which I'm really glad you brought up is what I was going to say is that if you look at last year when, you know, Jared Goff kind of had some fancy intrigue out there, it was a down year for him, 10 fewer touchdowns on 60 more attempts. And you say you go back to the year before when they, 2018, when they looked pretty good over 2018, 16 games, 561 attempts, Matthew Stafford until 2018-ish had been like the 590s, 600 plus, uh, only 528 this year. But I feel like that's more of what we would expect going forward is what you're talking about, like the 540 to 560 range. And if that's the case, he's 555 in 2018, eh, fringy 4,025 ish touchdowns. So for fantasy purposes, not a QB1 and maybe not the ceiling people are expecting just from staff because Stafford definitively is a better quarterback than golf. But that doesn't mean because of this team and because of how you win games with this team, your point is what people need to focus on is it doesn't immediately meet like this isn't Philip Rivers replacing, you know, well, Jacoby Brissett was good before he got hurt, but we'll just go for it. This isn't Philip Rivers replacing Jacoby Brissett because the offense is changing with him. This is just a better right. efficient quarterback change here. Here's, you know, what's a good comparison. Tom Brady replacing James Winston. He can do the same thing sure. on fewer attempts. Yeah. Absolutely. More efficient. And, you know, a lot of people, I hear them, oh, well, I mean, Stafford, uh, he throws a lot of picks. I mean, he's not a very accurate quarterback. It's like, man, have you watched the Lions play over the past couple of years? He's been forced to throw to, you know, and Galladay was hurt all year, right? And he's been hurt a couple times. Jones showed up, but he's been put into awful situations. You can go back and, I don't know, I don't have this offhand, but I, Man, since 2009, when he entered the league, like how many 100-yard rushing games has his running backs had for him, right? I mean, there were years where he finally had one with Reggie Bush. They haven't been able to figure out, like they got Swift this year, but they messed around with all those running backs, right? They haven't been, they haven't had a consistent offense for him. They haven't had much help. He hasn't had any help at all defensively. The line hasn't been great, so... I, I don't think the offense is going to change. It's still going to be, let's run the football. Let's rely, rely on our defense. And sure. Like we have Stafford to, to get us that first down. There were a couple of moments this year when I watched the Rams and I saw Jared Goff's um, or I saw Sean McVay's face. Like normally, you know, like there was a fourth and four or whatever around midfield. Dude wanted to go for it so bad. Like he <laughs> wanted to go for it so bad but he can't trust Jared Goff with Stafford I'm sure he's going to want to go for it midfield you know what I mean just little things like that there was a play in the playoffs against the Seahawks where they had to punt it away back to Seattle and even though the defense was so good and had you know taken care of Russell Wilson for most of the game you knew that that McVay wanted to go for that and just kind of ice the game he's going to be able to do things like that he's going to have more faith in Matthew Stafford but I just don't think that the offense changes that much I agree I, I like what you said with the projections and passing attempts like I just don't think he's going to be a guy 
that throws the ball 40 plus time, unless, you know, game situation calls for it, but they're still going to run the ball. Still going to run the rock. I didn't touch on Van Jefferson. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in him. I think he's good. And, you know, he's going to continue to trend up, but at the same time is what I just said, right. This is still going to be a team that relies on their defense and they're going to run the football. And I'm excited about Cam Akers. I, I I'm excited about this offense. I like the team. Like I said, I think they could have easily won the Super Bowl a couple of years with a different quarterback. Yeah, and I think that's the bigger thing too. Is you're looking for a championship here in real life, right now, but, right now, yeah. right? The window is small considering. <laughs> well, the, the window's small because you're also not replenishing with any first round picks. <laughs> right. <until>. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we might be talking about Jerichoff Jr. trying to play in the NFL sure. at this point. And Stafford's uh, getting older too, right? That's the best bit thing too. Yeah, Stafford. What is he? Thirty three. It seems, seems like his back is like 82, but it's 32 uh, He's going to be, Oh, yeah, well, Hey, happy early birthday, old. Matthew Stafford, uh, within six days. Well, depending on when you're listening to this, February 7th, he's going to turn 33. So he's there you younger go. than I thought. He's birthday. not, he's not really that old. Um, but it just you know, feels like he is. <laughs> it, does, it does. It feels like, cause he's been there for so long in Detroit and it's just been brutal years. He's got to be super stoked about that too. He's played 16 games all but one season, but it always feels like he's dealing. The, the comparison yeah. I made is Julio Jones. It feels like he's always dealing with something. Yeah, it's a and good comparison. What's the, and yeah. And then what happens when, what if this is the year where he finally doesn't play the 16, even while hurt, like Julio just did, which by the way, kind of has something to do with what we're talking about today. And uh, Chris, you, you get to choose a dealer. And I'm not, I'm not setting you up. So make your yeah, real right. answer. I'm not going to take the, I'm not taking the opposite of what you say just to mess with you. Do you want to hear the date fail or do save that for the end? Do you want it now or do you want it after the players? Oh, I, I want it after. We got to keep people hanging around. <laughs> okay. He's going to do I'm it right now. You, no, so you can, there you go. You, everybody can blame Chris if you <laughs> wanted it now. You have to wait till the end and find out afterwards. Because I told you, I'm not going to take whatever you said. So at the end. So let's talk about 2020 fails. As for players, actually, technically, that was 2021, was it? One, two, three. Yeah, just it was about three weeks ago. Yeah, 2021. So there you go. Uh, 2020 fails. Chris, just real quick, want to kind of hit on some of the injury guys, and then I'm going to pick out for everybody out there. Like, so we had the fails I really want to talk about are some of the busts, but you know, we had Chris McCaffrey, Barkley, Mostert, Mixon, Julio, as you mentioned, Will Fuller, and now as PEDs, he's on a whole different class of himself. Galladay, we've already mentioned on the show a couple of times, Odell Beckham, Cortland Sutton. Joe Burrow, I don't know we really call him, you know, a lot of people were really expecting him to be the QB one that he was before her. And then George Kittle. So these are ones I put in a different classification because they're not true busts because they got hurt. But there are some names that I do want to real quickly hit on here. The first one might be the easiest. Chris McCaffrey, number one pick for you next year again, Chris, even with he, what happened? He, yeah, he, he's okay. going to be the number one pick for me uh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, solid. Any questions you had about Bridgewater and how the offense would run? You know, we only saw a couple games, but he still looked like a stud. Well, they didn't want Deshaun. Apparently, they're going hard for him. By the way, the three games of Christian McCaffrey, I know it's only three, and that's why everybody's pissed off, but almost five more points per game to Dalvin Cook. And just, like, that's the gap of the points per game. I understand people are going to be scared now, and then he got hurt finally, and this is what was going to happen, all these, you know, 2020 vision people. Um, but, look. Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey. So the second one I want to get to is Barkley. Uh, of course, because my way too early rankings, Chris, when I put Barkley at third, people are like, his dog is named Barkley. This is this is such bias, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, if you, if you thought my rankings were ever biased, you have never been listening to me. I'm the first one to crap on Giants if I can. But yeah. 
Barkley at number three. Are you there or are you not? And I, I brought this up, and I agree with anybody who wants to argue against me. If you want Henry at three, I don't care. If you want Kamara at three, I don't care. You're certainly fine. But here's why I had him at three, even coming off two years of injuries, Chris, is because when healthy in that two years before, and I know that's banking on a lot of that one season, but he averaged more points per game than Christian McCaffrey did in that season, 2018. I know that Barkley, if healthy, if 16 games can still be in the discussion to potentially unseat Christian McCaffrey, the people that can unseat Christian McCaffrey, in my opinion, are three people, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, and Kamara. But Kamara's situation is up in the air because of if Winston's at the quarterback, throws to the running back a vast lower percentage than Drew Brees does. Derrick Henry in a half and full point PPR. We already know the limitations there. And then you have the arguments of all the people like 370 carries, 370 carries, blah, blah, blah. That's going to hit him. The guy's a freaking nature. I'm not really worried about injury with Derrick Henry. Again, my argument is mostly that, Chris. If I knew who can contend for number one, it's only a few guys and one of them is Barkley. Are you on that? Are you one of the, are you not touching them until halfway through the first round, if not later? Um, no, I, I, I'm in on him. I, I think that people, I think there are probably a lot of people as you are aware with the pushback, I would imagine there's a lot of people that would be willing to let him go and let him, you know, go through the first few picks. And if he's there mid round, mid first, then maybe take the opportunity. But I agree with everything that you just said. I mean, he's the true bell cow back that could pass McCaffrey is a guy who could touch the ball 300 plus times. You know, we've already seen him have a season with 91 grabs and 52 grabs, right? I, we can't say with confidence that that Cook and even Kamara, you're right. I mean, who's going to be the quarterback there? Is he catching the ball 50 plus times? So there's a lot of questions that I have with Alvin Kamara. And, you know, if we're splitting hairs, let's just take the, like, no disrespect to Alvin Kamara, but I'm taking the running back in Barkley who can rack up, you know, multiple games with 100 yards on the ground. I mean, Kamara's done that, what, four times in his career, maybe? I don't yeah. even know. It was three leading up to halfway through this season. So, and again, we're just splitting hairs here because I do think that Alvin Kamara is really good. But I, I have no issue with, with Saquon number three. Yeah, he's, he's well, then let me ask back. you this and way. And the line is getting better, as you notice. I mean, Wayne Goldman had some pretty productive games towards the end of last season, right? Put Dude, I saw an article Barkley the other day. Behind that line. I saw an article. This was the headline of the article. What Saquon Barkley can learn from Wayne Goldman oh, in 2021. Like, just, goodness. I mean, but that's the point. Is like, right. you, you know, Wayne Goldman had some decent games. Maybe it's learning how to play with a subpar team. So if you have the number three pick in 2021, Chris... Where are you going? Because you could put in the conversation, that's not what we're talking about here for busts, obviously, when I say this, but do you just go Devontae Adams or do you take Derrick Henry because he's the safest, least amount of questions? Like if you're the third pick, obviously I think third pick is where nobody wants to be next year, yeah. but they're everybody there you're going to be people who have to pick third. Where are you going if you're number three on the board? I, I would probably go Adams. Uh, I made this mistake in my home league last year. I picked third or fourth, right? I mean, it went McCaffrey and then Barkley. And then I was sitting there with all the wideouts and I had my own choice of where I wanted to pick. I should have just been like, all right, I'm going five or six. Let you guys choose between Adams and Julio and Thomas. And then I'll pick the leftover. I picked Thomas and it burned me, but not going to get discouraged. I still think <laughs> Adams at three would be a solid pick. Heck, 
I won't do it, but I think Travis Kelsey, I think you can make a case for Kelsey being the first pass catcher off the board. I wouldn't do it at three, <laughs> but this is how I feel about him and Adams. I think they're both elite up at the top, but you know, if I had three and it did go CMC cook, I probably would go Adams, but um, it would be Barkley. It's between the two. I'm deciding between the two guys. And, you know, I, I believe we have a very similar strategy in just trying to lock down those bell cow backs uh, pretty early. Wide receiver is going to be deep again. Right? And it was it was extremely deep last year. You were able to get guys like, forget Jefferson who balled out. You were able to get guys like DK Metcalf and Calvin Ridley in the fourth, fifth. Keenan Allen, who you kept saying all year. Keenan Allen before drafts. Why is this guy going so late in drafts? <laughs> fourth round pick. Like, it's not going to be like that this time around, but there's still so much depth. Who's wide receiver 20? Actually, oh man, so many stud wideouts in two. Keenan Allen in almost the fifth round, wide receiver 20. DK Metcalf, wide receiver 22 in the fifth round. How about Diggs? Where'd Diggs go? I'm looking fifth? for digs right now. That's actually one. No, six. yeah, fifth round. Actually, almost sixth round, depending. Good. Twenty wide receiver, twenty six. Calvin Ridley to go back up. He was still only wide receiver eighteen in the beginning of the fourth round. So, I mean, Lockett was there, but like we're gonna get to Lockett. Uh, yeah. Terry McLaurin was there. Landry was there. Tyler Boyd was there, which was working out before Joe Burrow got hurt. I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, Will Fuller was seventy fifth overall, the thirty fourth wide receiver, before he got popped so <laughs> yeah just give me the bell cow back right this game there's there's so few of those guys and running back as you know last year was such a headache such a oh, crap shoot with all the injuries and you know busts mixed in that some guys you know when i double take at the standings i'm like oh wait or the overall rankings, Melvin Gordon was RB 13 on the season. What? And then it's like, <laughs> okay. my, my argument is just look at the people chasing for Savon Ahmed at the end of the year to tell you what <laughs> yes. the running back landscape is. Exactly. Like. Give me the bell cow so, talented upside back and Barkley at three. Well then let me go with this question. Then does who does Julio, no, does Joe Mixon fall into that for next year for you? Because that was a weird situation was hurt. Oh, he's going to come back. He's going to come back. Oh, he's still not back. Uh, he's still coming back. Uh, yeah. All right. Week 15. Yeah, he's probably not playing this year. <laughs> so what are you doing with Joe Mixon for next year? Because before getting hurt, Joe Mixon was in points per game running back 10. He was what people wanted Joe Mixon to be. And now second year, but we also don't know if Joe Burrow is ready for week one. But still, does does Joe Mixon, uh, put it this way, is he a round two pick for you or are you scared? I'm scared. Yeah. I'll admit I'm, I'm scared. I got no stones when it comes to, to mixing. I'm going to, I'm going to have to, uh, I'll probably have to avoid him, but I don't know, man. Like I would be, I think he could be there in the third. Like I would do that. But in the second, uh, I'm just not doing it. Like those, all those top 10 backs, like there's obviously no question with Taylor and Robinson and, um, you know, Chubb. Dobbins, Jacobs, Akers, Miles Sanders. These are guys that I would rather, heck, I think even uh, Dave Montgomery, I would rather have. I'm laughing because my Mixon. rankings are pretty much like I had Mixon at RB18. You agree then? Yeah, yeah well, he's RB18 right in front of him, Montgomery, and then Swift, Sanders, Akers, Jacobs, Dobbins, Chubb. <laughs> so what's, what's going to be the debate like when you get there and you see him? It's going to be between probably, you know, you make that decision with, with the bounce back from Sanders or Swift or Montgomery or or the new flashy toy in Antonio Gibson, um, like right, Clyde had one spot Lair. behind him. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it. The Burrow thing is very key for me. He he needs to be ready because if he's not, we've already seen what this Bengals team looks like for a couple of years now without elite 
without an elite quarterback. And I guess we can't really say Burrow's elite, but to your point, he did a lot better than a lot of people thought he would. As I mean, yeah, really Brandon good. Allen and Ryan Finley. So right. yeah, right. They need, they're going to have to have a quarterback that can move the football <laughs> for me to be interested in Joe Mixon and seeing stack boxes and running into lines. Um, so I, if, and I don't think Burrow is going to be ready to go. I think that's going to be a longer injury than some people um, think. I know Wentz came back a little earlier and stuff like that, but if he's not going to be ready till, I don't know, six or seven, you know, week six or seven, then Mixon's not going to go in the second round. And then if he goes late third, after some of these guys we've already mentioned, then I'll take a shot on him, but I'd much rather the upside and some of these other guys uh, on better offenses. Okay. All right. Then let's talk a few more and then we'll get into like the actual busts. Uh, So Julio Jones is going to come at a discount finally next year. Odell Beckham is definitely coming at a discount between those two were either one. And obviously we could say today draft cost is going to matter, but let's, let's say Julio is going as a low end wide receiver two and Odell Beckham's as a wide receiver three at those rangish of prices. Will you give them another chance? Obviously you have different scenarios, one towards the end of his career being hurt and one still supposedly should be in the prime, but continually just gets hurt all the time. So either one of them at that cost range, would you get back in on them? I would get back in on Julio. Yeah. I still think there's something there with Julio. I I mean, Obviously, Quick sidebar to that. Are you here. concerned about the Matt Ryan is not as good under a new coordinator in his first year? It's always his second year when you think about that. Yeah, there is something to be said about that. The, absolutely. This has happened a couple of times now. So th- there is something to be said. But at the same time, I still think Ryan and Julio, you know, these guys, it's like, you know, in the schoolyard, just playing pitch and catch. Like there's still a nice connection there and they'll be fine. I mean, Julio in a down year, what he played nine games, still had 771 yards. So is he the number two for the Falcons now? Finally? I think so. Yeah. My one question, which has been answered because Ridley is a guy that I drafted last year in a startup dynasty league. And I was thinking long-term and I was like, Hmm, can, can Ridley face top coverage? What, what's, what's Ridley going to look like in Atlanta with Ryan or whoever the quarterback in the future is him getting that top corner all the time and Julio no longer being around. I think we saw that. I think we saw that. He <laughs> just fine. Did it matter at all? It was like Alan no. Robinson. It was the volume and then it didn't oh, matter. Oh man. Great route runner, great hands, explosive after the catch. Calvin Ridley's a stud. I think he definitely is the one on that team, but Julio would, he's at least shown us something, right? Jake, over the past few years, he still is a guy that can get a thousand yards where Odo Beckham jr. I know he got a thousand in his first year with, with Cleveland, but I'm not completely uh, in on him. It just hasn't seemed like it's worked out in Cleveland. Ah, not as much as you. <laughs> I'm I actually don't hate him though. That's fan. the thing. I, I know like. you love him. I'm a fan of his. I I like him. I would like to see it work out in Cleveland. The offense just seemed to be a lot better with him not there. I don't know if it was there was a focus for Baker to just to continue to throw his way, but it worked when he wasn't there. They ran the ball with the two running backs. Great offensive line. Great one-two punch between Hunt and Chubb. Uh, Landry, you know, in the slot was great. All the tight ends, you know, glimpses of other guys showing up. But Odell was – he wasn't good in those seven games. Like, what would he have finished with? 700 yards maybe in a full season? 45 oh, yeah. catches? I was going to oh, say where goodness. he ran. He was only 37th in fantasy points per game in that range. Yeah. It's, no yeah, touchdowns. Range of 19 well, but if you take out with- the game where he got hurt, I mean, still, yeah. it's if you look at it, it's that 36 points 
where he had the two right. touchdowns and, well, and then the rushing Dallas, touchdown. Right? <laughs> yeah. And then everything else was 3.7, 15.4, and 7.9, 8.2, 3.5. Like, is he, I mean, you could say, is, is he even a wide receiver three? I, th- oh, it's a good question, right? The fact that we have to debate that is, is, is crazy. I think he is. I think he's low. Well, let me end, ask you this. But we know the upside is wide receiver two for sure. Odell Beckham or your boy, Juju Smith-Schuster next year, not knowing where Juju is. Um, yeah, <laughs> man, that's tough. Juju really disappointed me this year. I, I will go with, um, I'll go with Juju because I think he's going to land in a decent spot where he's going to be a guy that we can bank on, you know, eight to 10 targets a game. I don't know if we can bank on that. Eight to 10 is probably high, but I don't know if we can bank on Odell getting. Beckham or Debo? Debo. Man, I'd like San Fran. Are they going to get a but quarterback? See, see, I like. Uh, I don't know. I'm, like I'm on Ayuk though. Yeah, I'm on. I would rather Ayuk too. Yeah. But that's the thing. Is like this is the conversation of where Beckham is now. Is he's in this Robbie Anderson, Brandon Cooks kind of like that's the range where it's like ah, I'd want him as my wide receiver four, but they might finish as a wide receiver three. That that kind of situation. So, but it's going to be a nice gamble, I think, to take given the fact. Like if he's going right around Cooks and those guys, I'd take Beckham. I take the upside. I could definitely see that, and you know, and you're also talking about do you take somebody like a CD lamb or a Michael Gallup who could be their three on their team. And at worst case, at least he's going to be the number two. So right. it's just, that that's where we're going. All right. So let's talk actual busts. Um, and so, you know what? I almost debated. I was like, should I just, should I tell you the story now? So you can see if people actually listen through or just jump to the yeah, end. Tell it, tell it. I want to hear it. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, you do it now. And we'll see. Yeah, do it now. It's, it's a quick one. It's just another proof of my dating fails. And this one, again, I don't feel, feel like it was mine. I did the stupid thing of downloading the app again. And the office was like, ah, hey, you know, the season's over. I got some time. I could actually go out on some dates. Well, not just that, but actually put some effort forth, you know, because it's like, that's the biggest thing is I already got tired of playing the game. You know that, Chris. Uh, but I especially don't have time. Like once August hit, everybody knows I deleted the apps. I was like, screw it. But so girl's profile, she has on her profile, uh, the words, this is what she says. She says, I don't want followers, but here's my Instagram. If you want to stalk with like an emoji and like, haha. I was like, all right, you know what? That's kind of funny. I'll see. in my mind. I'm speculative you know does she really or you know because there are girls people out there that i'm sure the guys do stupid stuff too but there's girls who just want instagram followers i understand you know that's that's the world we're in right now so i checked i went and looked on instagram uh it wasn't a profile where you had to request to follow so that's a first good sign second good sign is she only had a couple hundred followers and was only following a couple hundred people it's like okay she wasn't lying she you know she just was like go feel free to check me out so i followed her and sent her a DM and I said, look, I'm just letting you know, found you on the app, but you're really cute. I didn't want to take a chance that you didn't get past my profile or I don't know how often you check. So that's that. And, you know, left it there. She read it, followed me back. I'm like, okay, uh, nothing. You know, she looked at, you know, followed me like I'm waiting like a day, nothing two days, nothing. So after two days, I said, you know what? All right, I'll follow up. It's been two days. What's the worst area? She followed me back. Like what's yeah, the worst that could happen exactly. at this point? So I sent one and I said, you know, Oh, I said, Oh, I forgot this part. I said, also I'm in Virginia beach. She's a little South of DC. So she's about two and a half hours away. 
So I said, so here's my comment. I said, so was it the distance or my nerdiness that was too much for you? Because assuming she looked at my profile, she saw the shirts and the stuff behind me and some of my videos and work and stuff. Like if anybody see my Instagram profile, you're going to see nerdiness. So I said that as like, you know, whatever. So she responded, Chris, and she responded with two words. She responded with the child. The child. <laughs> the child. <laughs> like looking at my profile, one of the most recent things I had on there was my niece from Christmas and the motor car thing that I bought her for Christmas. Of course, like other stuff with my nieces and nephews. I have two nieces and a nephew. So I'm like, wait, seriously? And first of all, like who responds with just the child? Not like, is that your kid or blah, blah? I wasn't really looking for somebody with kids. Do you, are those really? No, the child. So I reply back with dot, dot, dot is my niece. Haha. Like whatever. So she likes it. Like the little heart thing popped up, like, you know, liked your comment. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't say anything else. Just likes that comment. What the pork chop sandwiches. That's <laughs> my thought. So I wait another 36 ish hours. It was about a day, day and a half. And I play like, and I just put so dot, dot, dot. Are we talking question mark? And it was with scene within a few hours and still no reply. And that was oh it. God. Because I unfollowed her after that. I was like, whatever. That, like, why did you follow me back? Why did you reply back? Like, what? Like, I wasn't, <laughs> I don't even know what I did wrong here. Dude, that is not on you. I don't know what it, the luck that you have is. It's it's not luck. It's it's something else. Um, it is, if anything, the worst luck ever. But you're also, I think, dodging bullets by these girls. Like these conversations are just ending, because yeah, who the hell writes that? Just child, the child. The child. <laughs> Do you hate kids? That would have been my first response. Like, do you hate kids? Do you have a problem with kids? Like, it's not my kid. I'm not looking to have a kid right now. Or just, just saying, what up? Like, hello. Like, told me to check you out. I'm following you. So, like, hi. How's it going? What's up? Like, <laughs> and I don't even think you need to worry about nerdiness. Like, man, who cares? Like, I think I think if you ask most girls, they would like make maybe not that like the answer would be like, oh, I don't. You know, I'm not ner into nerdiness, but like, I would like a guy that is confident, right. Or is, is not afraid to show their true colors or show themselves or what they're interested in. But for this girl, just to say that, I mean, that is, uh, that's dude, that's pork chop sandwiches. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to be dropping F bombs. That is, that is crazy. That's weird. I wouldn't, I, I don't even know what to, to even think. I mean, that, that no. girl is the fact that she would just say that and then just drop it all together. Right. Like you could, I would have said something immediately to her after she said that I would have been like, yeah, that's my niece. Um, do you have oh, that, a that reply with was little quick. girls Yeah, or <laughs> boys? Like, do you just hate kids altogether? It's not my kid. You know what I mean? Like, it's, that's strange. <laughs> it's like, like, I don't even know how to take that too. the child, <laughs> the child. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's creepy. Um, yeah. She must not like kids. She must honestly, that, that's my big takeaway is that she does not like kids. Which is fine for me because I don't even Which know if fine. I want kids, but I do right. love my nieces and nephew a hell of a yeah. lot. Like, like, I would never call her the child. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I don't think anybody should. Hey, Jess, for Christmas, what should I get the child? 
<laughs> you should, man. You should write her in a couple <laughs> weeks or a couple months. Just revisit the combo. It's like it's oh, I, I unfollowed, and I think but, she, I think she finally yeah. unfollowed me after a few days. So I don't even remember what her name was at this point. I, I don't That's even know. Just strange, man. <laughs> I'm gonna start texting my sister that all the time now. <laughs> the child hey, are you are you in the area with the child <laughs> my buddy just had a second kid i should ask him next time i talk to him how's the child doing <laughs> how's the child just, doing? Like, just, yeah, this, yeah. everybody else start start right, all your family members and friends ask them about the child and see what their responses are and see how offended they get and any girls listening too, just you know it's tough no, for no guys girls. to reach Listen out to and talk to, eh, i don't know a couple it's tough sometimes for guys to reach out to, to girls. So, you know, don't um, don't be so harsh. And you, 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 you could can, have not followed me back. You right. could have never responded in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Or you could have said something else besides the child. Yeah. You're better off not <laughs> responding than writing a child. Right. Like sometimes you're like, why? Why are they not responding? They told me to reach out. They gave me a number. They gave me an email or whatever, like told me to follow. So I follow and then I reached out and they don't they don't say anything back. What's oh, I had that one, too? That, that or was actually a response like the child. That was the one at the beginning of the football season. That wasn't even intentional. That was the one that I had the fail without even trying. When she was like, try. hey, yeah, I think I told you about that one where it was like, hey, you know, I, I followed you on Instagram and like, oh, here's my number. Text a few times and then just randomly ghosted texts after that. And it wasn't even like a weird conversation at that point. We hadn't even been texting for that long. It was just like going out and then all of a sudden nothing. Like, okay, I didn't need your number then. <laughs> I didn't need... But whatever. Yes. What do you think, I what do you think I, would be worse, I, though? The child or just, just no response? Uh, no response, because then I, I would have got the message immediately. Like, oh, you're not interested. Cool. Don't follow me. Like, yeah, you know, not everybody is everybody's cup of tea. Right. <laughs> that's, that's certainly fine. But no, I'm tired of dodging bullets. I'm trying to be an effing Neo over here. I'm trying to be. <laughs> stop using me as the like the warm up. You know what this is? This is high school all over again. You know how? Because I was the 13th maybe 11th that was the end of the bench on the basketball team i was a three and d guy but the three and d didn't matter because three minutes might be how much i got to play i'm tired of being the practice squad layup drill guy to help you figure out what you want like i want to play the damn game stop leaving me on the end of the bench no, stop using you, me man. to warm it, up the the time that <laughs> The time that you just say, that's it, F it, I'm done, I give up, will be the time that four messages in a week will, will come your way. It's, um, I don't know, maybe you're trying too hard. I don't know, man, you got some bad luck, but. No, now I'm not uh, even trying I, and getting, that's the point. <laughs> I'm failing right. without trying. That's how good I got at it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say to that, but I think that you dodged a bullet with the child girl. Like, I don't think you should be. You know what it is at this point, Chris, I'm the backup quarterback on the sideline and like the ball fell over by me and I'm like, oh, here you go. And they throw it back onto the field and the other team picks it up and runs it in for a touchdown and it counts. Then they're like, oh, you turned the ball over even though you're not in the game. Like I wasn't even trying and I failed. I was, I had nothing to do with this. That's good. <laughs> Interception. We'll count that one. Pick six. Yeah, well, well, that that works. Sure. Why not? Uh, let's get to actual busts. How about that? So I want to go through these. Speaking of quarterbacks, let's start there. And I'm not starting with your team or my team, Chris. We're going to talk about good. both of them. <laughs> I want to talk about Lamar Jackson. And for where his cost was, for what people expected, he was a bust. Even if you went into the season and said, hey, look, the touchdown ratio is ridiculous. The efficiency is ridiculous. It has to come back. We all understood that. We all knew that risk going in. But even that being said, he still threw 
26 touchdowns, still threw or still threw, still ran for a thousand yards, still ran for seven touchdowns. The rushing didn't do anything. The rushing went down by 200 yards, still ran for 700 or 700 so touchdowns. And I can't even talk. I'm so worried about failing. So <laughs> the passing was a huge hit. Yeah. Here's where I stand. And I'm curious if you agree. I think the true Lamar Jackson is somewhere between 2019 and 2020. I still think he throws for 3000 plus yards. If this team will let him, I think he can still be a better passer. Do I think he throws to 36 again? Probably not, but 30 certainly doable with that offense and with his threat of the running game. So you give me 3000 yards, 30 touchdowns and that thousand to 1100 yard rushing. And he's back to being the number two or number three, but maybe not the number one. Are you on that level? Or do you think that last year is more Lamar Jackson or are you on the complete opposite? Like, I guess you could kind of say, are you far right, far left or conservative? Like just right down the that <laughs> Don't go political with it. Oh my God, we'll get everybody like pissed off. But like, are you far one side or the other? Or are you kind of down the middle with Lamar Jackson? I, I think, I think what you said is spot on in between 2019 and 2020. Yeah. Not as, as solid as that MVP season was, but not to, say that he can't get there to be honest i would like i would like baltimore to do a better job of surrounding him with you know better options more more talented players like where's these guys that they've drafted over the past couple years like why is boykin only getting a catch or two here and there or duvernay like why isn't that guy getting involved like let's let's build your the defense is solid you've made some adjustments right they lost to the titans a couple years ago they made some adjustments to be able to stop derrick henry and they did that the defense is still going to be decent next year. They're going to be able to maybe get themselves in a situation where they can beat Derrick Henry and the Titans again in the playoffs. But let's now get into a situation where you can give this guy some weapons to maybe compete with a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen, because you're going to see both of those quarterbacks for years in, in the playoffs. You're going to have to be able to score some points. You can't just be one dimensional. And that's what Baltimore was again in the playoffs. Like there was no moment in that game against the bills where I thought, where I was confident that Lamar was going to be able to just throw and, and play catch up. Like they just, yeah, Buffalo did a great job and everyone's talking about the bills defense. Oh, but it, it wasn't that hard to stop Lamar in that offense in that game. It was, it, it seemed super easy for them to stack the box and just try to eliminate the runs. And they did a good job at that. I think he is. Yeah. He's a guy that I think can get back to 3000, 30 plus touchdowns. Sure. Absolutely. He was, he struggled at one point. He, what he was, he dealt with COVID. There was some postponed games, all that stuff happened. And Lamar had every, everything happened to him this season, but I think he can get back so, up to 30. I would just like to see them get a solid wide. I don't think Marquise Brown is that guy, but get another piece in this offense. The rushing yard is always going to be there. I think he's going to be ranked for me as a top five quarterback, but upside to be. That's where I was about to say. So here uh, for everybody out there still, please go to the athletic. You can see all the rankings and then we have plenty of time. We're all update after the draft and dynasty rankings after the draft. So this, but I will give part of it away for free. The, I only have four quarterbacks in front of them, Chris. I have Mahomes, Murray, Allen, Dak, Lamar Jackson. That's where I stop. Yep. I would agree. Those are the ones for me too. What do you got? Um, Allen two or Murray two, Murray two, yeah. Murray through week ten, well. Murray through week ten was uh, like nuclear scorching sun. I mean, if people talked about Russ cooking, and that was fun. But the whole Russ cooking, you know, that talk and having the fun with the memes and the gifts and blah blah, and like was glossing over the fact that Kyler Murray was actually even better, like slightly, 
but was even better. Kyler Murray was off the freaking charts through the first 10 games. And then it went to crap and people don't really remember how damn good he was for all that happened at the end of the year. Kyler Murray was still QB two at the end of the season. That's how yeah. good those first 10 games were. And he threw um, zero passing touchdowns in his last two games in a week 17, whatever. I believe that was yeah. a meaningful game for them though. They needed to win to get in and he had zero pass. I'm looking now he has zero passing touchdowns in week 12, one in week 14, zero and 16 and zero and <laughs> 17. And still to your point, finished where he did the, I will say that the schedule was pretty soft to start, but even still he's, he's so good and explosive that he could, he can be great in any type of matchup. I mean, he played the Rams had three pass, passing touchdowns in a game against the Rams yeah. in week 13. So yeah, he's, he's an absolute stud. I, I probably jinxed him. I, I had him in my home league and right around <laughs> that Seattle game. When they head into the buy, I bought a Funko Pop. I was Kyler this, Kyler that, my favorite guy. Oh yeah, Funkos, yeah. yeah. Downhill, but well, the game he hurt himself game in that Miami. game. <laughs> yeah, yes, but he hurt himself in that game against uh, one of those games against Seattle. Was it the second one? I think it was the second I think one against. It was, Seattle. it was the second one because that's when he scored twenty, yeah. which was still his floor. He scored between twenty and forty every single game for those ten games. Yeah, and I think only going to improve as a passer. Yeah. All right, well, a lot of time on Lamar Jackson. I'm going to come to two, and it's because one's your team, one's my team. Well, I guess one is technically my boycotted team for now. We still have Gettleman for another year. But Daniel Jones and Carson Wentz, both busts. No matter, like, what everybody out there, I wasn't in on blah, blah, blah. No, go back and look at ADP. Look at the argument for Daniel Jones because he runs. Look at the argument, which I know you this will say this, Chris, is people seem to have forgotten so quickly that just last year, people were arguing Carson Wentz is a potential top five quarterback for the future. And all of a sudden now Carson Wentz is the dredge of the earth. So both being drafted as QB ones, Daniel Jones fringe last year, both supreme busts. If you had to say one for next year, who do you like more to bounce back? Because you know this because this is your team. Carson West isn't going anywhere. Even if they traded him, their dead cap hit, by the way, their dead cap hit for post-June, which is too late to trade him by that point because everybody will have made their decisions, is $25 million. If they do it before that, it's around, what, 30 31 or something ridiculous like that. He's not going anywhere. So, Daniel Jones or Carson Wentz, who bounces back more next year? If it, Carson Wentz is traded or not on this team, I will find something like a hat to eat, Chris, because like that, that's what – but anyway, for yeah. 2021, who do you like more to bounce back? Yeah, he's not going anywhere. I mean, that's why Doug Peterson is gone, right? He wanted to work with Hurts. And according to, according to all those reports, and I believe it, he didn't want to be forced into Carson Wentz again, but they're all in on Carson Wentz. I have no choice, to your point. I mean, the contract. I think the answer is is Wentz, just because he's at least had three decent seasons, at least two. I mean, come on. I mean, 2017, he had 33 touchdowns, seven picks. 2018, 21 TDs, seven picks. 2019, 2017, seven picks. And then boom. Guy has 15 picks all of a sudden and, and 16 touchdowns completion percentage is 57. Right. And then that still is careers at 63, just with that down season of, of 57. He didn't just completely forget how to play quarterback. Did he, is this the <laughs> outlier season? I don't know. There's a, a lot of issues that I have with Carson Wentz. You can make all the excuses that you want for, you know, the, the limited weapons that he had only throwing to tight ends, no separation for some of these wide receivers. Is that on him or is that on Howie is the play calling on him or is that on Doug Peterson? There was also reports of him wanting to, you know, they def definitely weren't on the same page with Wentz and with Peterson. There were some reports that he was changing plays in, in the, in the huddle at the line 
and that would piss off Doug Peterson. Clearly a change needed to happen. And the only change that was going to happen is the coach being gone. So I still believe in him that he could be a good quarterback, but man, the confidence was definitely gone last year, right? Another excuse, 12 plus offensive line combinations. Like that's not easy for a quarterback to deal with. That's never happened in the NFL before all those different line combinations. One quote unquote weapon was what's that that? receiver, his number one, like quote unquote receiver, like, Right, just Sean Jackson for what two games and a, then a minute in two years, yeah. right? Right. Oh, let's get to, let's get Wentz a deep threat guy. Okay, we'll bring that back to Sean Jackson. He play like four games in two years, right? And and four of the games were decent actually, mm-hmm. but I still believe in him as a quarterback that he could be maybe not that MVP season that he was. You know, he didn't win MVP obviously, but he still had some votes and he left early in the year. The Eagles won the bowl. I don't think he can get back to that. That that may be an outlier in itself, but when we were talking about Lamar being between that and being between this, I think we could see, I think we could see a 2018 season where he's has a completion percentage that's around 65 and he throws 25 touchdowns and 10 picks. Like I just, I think he's an accurate quarterback, but man, he had the yips. He, he was, he was throwing balls when he had time. He wasn't throwing balls when he didn't have time. Right. There was, there was a disconnect there. So you bring in a bunch of new pieces on the coaching staff. The line I think is, is not going to be as awful. They still have players there. There were guys that were hurt last year, Dillard and, and Brooks who were, are going to be fine. Yeah, Rager was trying ago, to play through injuries. Right. Two years ago, it was rated the best offensive line of football and pro football focus. And now there's, you know, what's funny. For everybody out there, because you know this, because I messaged you about it. It was just two years ago when Carson Wentz was top five quarterback, Doug Peterson was top five coach, and Howie Roseman was one of the best GMs in all football. Oh boy! Like, yeah. How quickly things. Seriously, two years ago, the sports world were, was lauding Roseman for. Look at how young and roster, you know, strapped, oh, yeah. like not straight, like set that this team is, and for the future. And there's nobody that's a free agent that matters for another, another three years. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're a complete mess right now. The cap, they got so much work to do with the cap. Or is Ertz good? Is Ertz going to be there? Is, Je- is Jeffrey Jackson? These guys are fossils, anyways. But like, well, Ertz is not. I still think Ertz has he, something. But he's you want to talk about that though, Chris? I, all you got to do is think about the Giants roster for a second, and then answer me this: How are they strapped against the cap? What's on their roster? What's on the Giants roster that they're pushed up against the cap where they're like, we have to choose between uh, these Dalvin Thompson and um, uh, just brain fart. The one they traded for him for the Jets that finally had his breakout season after all these years. Williams, like how, what's on the Giants roster that they're strapped for Barkley still on his rookie deal. What the hell did you spend your money on? What's going on? But yeah, that's, anyway, that's weird. What do you think? Quick do you version. think Jones? Give me the the no. yeah. I would take no? if you told me I would take I would take Carson Wentz over Jones. I, I yeah. think that I, you know, I think Dayton Jones shouldn't be the answer. That's just right. like I don't think Jared Goff was the answer. I'm just like I'm gonna you know this, Chris. I am going to plant my feet firmly into the ground. I will admit when I'm wrong, and I have before, it takes a few years. Like two years ago, I was supposedly wrong about Jared Goff, and I was just a hater. No, I was right. Sean McVay yeah. got the best out of him he could for one year. That's right. like some of these things. Like I will happily admit I'm wrong about if Gettleman Jones turns this organization around. I please, I'm a Giants fan, but I believe what I believe. And you know, as sports show, you can't just make a decision off of one year. So I will say this: just a quick version of your team. Is Zach Ertz done? Did he finally hit the wall out of the blue and just he's toast? 
Yeah, I think, I think so, man. It pains me to say, but I, I think so. Yeah. He just, he, he looked slow. He, he couldn't separate. I know he got a lot of attention. I was making excuses for him to begin the year because some of these guys like Jeffrey and Jackson, they weren't there, right? Dallas Goddard got hurt, who Rager wasn't playing. So there was really at one point, like who was Wentz throwing the football to? There was really just <laughs> Zach Ertz, right? There was nothing, man. Watching them play, it a lot of it is on Wentz, but a lot of it is on on Howie. He this dude needs to look in the mirror, right? I mean, you miss back to back years on DK Metcalf and Terry McLaurin for our, our Thaga Whiteside. And then last year you miss on Justin Jefferson and then a video comes out with the Vikings and the whole coaching staff. Oh my God, they just picked Ragger. Let's go. Can we get, get there quick enough <laughs> to draft Justin Jefferson? It's unbelievable. It's been back-to-back years. I haven't seen so many coaches just get canned and how he's still hanging around. But um, yeah, I think Zach Ertz is, I think he's done. I think he could, I think he's done being an elite tight end and then quote unquote elite a top five tight end. He could maybe land in a situation somewhere next year where there's other weapons around and he's not getting double and triple teamed all the time. Cause honestly that did happen earlier on in the year with Ertz. So I still think he could be, um, I don't know. We're talking about the tight end position. Like he could be a top 12 yeah. tight end. He can be 12, top to 15 12. Range. but Goddard top 10 with no Ertz oh, yeah. now. And Goddard is Goddard's. Yeah. He's well, legit. thank you because that brings me to my next one. And we're going to come back to running backs and wide receivers. We're not, this is it for tight ends. We're not spending a lot of time on tight ends, but Mark Andrews was a bust for where he was taken. It still was tight end number three. So overall, you know, not a huge, but actually did he end up number four behind Hawkinson at the end of the year? Let me double check. Oh, actually five. I forgot about Tanyan's a billion touchdowns that oh, yeah. made him pass. But he was number three in fantasy points per game. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, actually, four if you include Kittle. So anyway, in that range, that's where he was. But essentially, he was a bust because people were putting him on the Kittle-Kelsey tier. So going to next year, Andrews obviously is not on that group. Kittle and Kelsey on a tier of their own. And you can even argue that Kelsey's on a tier, then Kittle on a tier, and then the Hawkins and Andrews, Waller and stuff. But that's not what I'm talking about. Andrews, one is, are you buying back into him if you're buying back Lamar Jackson? And then the part that you're talking about with Goddard, is Goddard going to fall in the range of the tight ends where you don't take them? Because that tier two years ago was the Ingram, OJ Howard, Hunter Henry, which busted. Last year, it was Ingram again, Higby and Gronk, which busted. So if Goddard's in that range, are we just don't take that tier of tight ends? It's like, is that just the new thing? Just avoid those guys? Yeah, you might be onto something. It has been a range that's busted um, in a few for a few years now. Um, I still I still think he's fine. Like, I maybe Hawkinson is that guy that you or Tanya. Maybe those are the two that I would be. Eh. And away. then I I think I'd rather rather Goddard, especially if Ertz does leave and and they have lack of weapons again in Philadelphia. I don't know what. I'm sure they're gonna. I mean, my goodness, they better draft a wideout at six. But. Um, I think Goddard's fine there, but yeah, that range, like those next breakout guys, you know, Gasecki, I think is maybe he's in that range too. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in him, but I would rather wait. Yeah. To your point, I'd rather wait, wait. I mean, you could maybe get, is Hunter Henry going to go outside the top 12? I mean, that's going to be terrific value. I think Um, is he going to be that next breakout Smith? Is he going to be the next breakout? Like I would rather, yeah, if I'm not getting Kittle or Ertz or I mean, Kelsey and Kittle, I'd, or even Waller then I'm waiting. Yeah. But I do think Andrews is going to, I think he's fine. Yeah. We're not going to have to, it's not going to be as an expensive of a draft pick this year because of what you just said. He didn't return value went a little bit too early, but I think what we saw from him in the last few weeks of the season was Andrews of old, right? He he wasn't getting the touchdowns, but he was, he was a lock for five and 60 plus every game. I mean, he did it one, two, three, four, five, six of his last five of his last six games, but 
I would, like I said, like to see them get an alpha wide out, man. Like get a wide receiver. <laughs> don't, don't you think that's what they're, they're just, one wide out away from being legitimate. Oh, I definitely agree. It just kind of feels like they keep trying to, well, let's not quite, quite get the elite option in the draft. Let's try and get that second group and make <sighs> them elite like this. So we can find, they keep wanting to find the value. That's basically what it is. They're, they're yeah. just trying to like mine value. So let's talk about wide receivers. So there's a couple here. Uh, that ended up busting T.Y. Hilton. He kind of hit the wall, so that, that's a kind of different conversation. Devontae Parker was a bust for where he went. Injuries, offensive scheme changes kind of hurt him, including the quarterback change, so kind of throwing those out. Michael Gallup, no Dak, so kind of throw him out. He, the ones I wanted to hit on real quick, DJ Moore, for where he went. This is another one people are going to be like, no, people. Go back and look. The dude was number nine for wide receivers off the board, and I know that specifically. Why, Chris? Because I was the person that was told, I'm insane to have a wide receiver 18. Like that's, that's the only reason why, like there's my victory. I'm hundred percent victory lapping DJ Moore. Like, and I didn't expect the, the offense to change as much as it did from using Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore differently than their history had been. And that's why I want to talk about him because I want to talk about more Lockett and Christian Kirk real quick, but DJ Moore, that's why is because Teddy Bridgewater what if he's not the quarterback, but also this team went from using Robbie Anderson. Well, not using because Robbie wasn't on this team, but Robbie Anderson had been used as a deep threat. DJ Moore was more in that Stefan Diggs role and they switched when they brought in Anderson, they put Anderson in that role and started sending DJ Moore deep all the time. And that hurt DJ Moore. And I'm not saying that's why I didn't like him. It was more of the draft cost. I still love DJ Moore, very similar to Aaron Jones. I like the player. I wish his role and his situation was different. Assuming Teddy's back or the quarterback change isn't that significant, DJ Moore, what do you think of him for next year? Is he just going to be that inconsistent kind of Amari Cooper used to be type of range? Is Robbie Anderson going to be the better option? Like, what do you make of Moore for 2021? Yeah, I, I like more, but to your point, I just didn't feel like uh, Carolina used him properly. I didn't think they used him in a correct way, right? I mean, yeah, there was a flip in how they used him in 2019 and 2020. I know different offense, different coaching staff, different quarterback, but this is a guy who still had 1,100 yards. I mean, he was top 10 in receiving yards. The touchdowns haven't been there in the three years. It doesn't seem like he's going to be a big touchdown guy, and Anderson is – you know, he wasn't getting a ton of touchdowns either, but if I had to choose between the two to have more, it would be him. But I, I it's just I, the drop off in catches, right? Like in the, from the 87 to the 66, the, the drop off in targets. I thought this was a team that was going to be throwing a little bit more, even with Teddy playing from behind. And you got to think, right? This guy just had a season basically where Christian McCaffrey only played three, three games. It was a guy who yeah. catch about a hundred balls. And he's probably going to get a drop off in targets and catches again if Christian McCaffrey's playing 16 games a year. So I need to see who the quarterback is to really, you know, land oh, on DJ Chris, Moore. But I want to go find this guy's receipts. Oh, I should have saved it. The guy was telling me that Teddy was going to throw for 600 plus times. And I'm like, you're out of Oof. your mind. Yeah, no for and the defense actually played a little bit better than I thought they would, right? That was and they are going to be improved. Yeah, I mean, they drafted what they do, like eight defensive players. They didn't draft any offensive players. And the defense is going to continue to get better. I like some of the pieces that they have. They're going to be a better defense and, and maybe hang around in games a little bit more. They're not throwing. But, yeah, it, need, it needs to be a different quarterback, right? Like, if they got Watson, I mean, I'm pretty sure we'd all change our tune on everybody in this offense. But definitely I do like DJ Moore, but he's not a wide receiver one like people hoped. 
And you know what? He may not even be a two. I think he's a three, but an, an inconsistent three. But with that said, man, back-to-back thousand-yard campaigns. Yeah, I think a quarterback situation could help. And I think, obviously, if they don't reassign Curtis Samuel, you know, that limits some options Another there. Another guy that cut into a lot of DJ Moore, yeah. The use. But that's the thing. is, like you said, is even if you get rid of Curtis Samuel, you're just going to offset it by Christian McCaffrey, who essentially still is the number one wide receiver on this exactly. team. All right, so Tyler Lockett. I'm out, man. Uh, see, I won't touch him. He, and that's the thing is, do you, I, let's play a game. Let's see if you know. Do you know where Tyler Lockett finished on the year? Not in points per game, just overall. Oh my goodness. Um, well, he had four like monster games, so he probably finished like <laughs> wide receiver 12, 14, something eight. stupid like that. Eight, eight, wide receiver eight, coming from a guy. Who had one, two, three, four? One, I don't know why I started doing that like all <laughs> in a reserve. One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten single digit games. Ten. And then he had 32, 45 in week 17 when everybody was super stoked to have him. Oh, wait, that's right. 27. So I will say this about Tyler Lockett. If he can get him as wide receiver three, are you cool with it? Or do you not even want him there? Because 10 single digit scores. This is Deshaun Jackson, everybody. This is, yeah, this is crazy. Uh, wide receiver three, sure. But I'm not, I don't know if I would take him in the top 30. Like, where is he going to go? He's probably going to be in the the woods, Claypool, Cup, more. He's probably all these guys oh, God, that we're talking about, right? You're doing this on purpose, aren't you? They're all in this, they're all in this range. Um, Where's where's Brad? He's a great best ball guy. I'll tell you that. Tyler Lockett. Um, <laughs> I don't like the inconsistencies, man. Everybody's I don't like it. I've, it's so yeah. It's just so frustrating. How's the right, offense well, going to look? Do they want to run the rock? Yeah. Where is he? Where do you, where do you got him? Behind Woods. So he is. I'll give you the two in front and two behind. T. Higgins, Brandon Ayuk, Tyler Lockett, Cooper Cup, DJ Moore, and obviously Cup is. This is before Matthew Stafford. The cup would move up now. So actually, I'll give let take cup out. Forget it, cup. T. Higgins, Brandon Ayuk, Tyler Lockett, DJ Moore, C. D. Lamb. I think I would rather have Moore and Lamb. Just a little bit more consistent. I, I definitely would I, Lamb. I'm okay with it. Gallup. Yeah. Um, I'm not even going to argue with you that much about it. Yeah. This. I mean, he's going to have these games. He's going to continue to have them. It's not. This isn't a one year thing, right? This is pretty drastic for him what happened last what happened last year it was just more pronounced than it had ever been right um quickly looking at 2019 you remember how that went yeah i mean 2019 was very yeah. similar uh he this had, is why i had zero tyler lockett last year yeah i wasn't expecting to be this bad 11 for 154 and then four for 50 four for 50 uh and then a couple hundred yard games and then three for 21 for one catch for 38 I remember that game against the Eagles and, you know, and then just blow up games again. I guess there's something to be said at the end of the day, when you look at it and you're like, wow, this guy still finishes a wide receiver one with all of those. That's why I don't even like points per game. I want to know how many games you finished as a wide receiver one or receiver two. He was in the sixties and seventies for weeks. Yeah. I want to know how many weeks you finished top 24, even top 20, let's say top 25. That'll be the new way going forward. How many weeks did you finish top 25 at your position? Running back and wide receiver, quarterback. That obviously, that's hopefully you're there most weeks. <laughs> no, that's a good way to look at it. I think that a lot of people should. I may have to do that too. Just take a look at the consistency, man. I don't want a guy 
yeah, he's going to maybe win you three or four weeks, but he's going to be a big part of why you don't win weeks. I can't handle guys getting three or four points. I just, I, I would rather somebody to get me eight or nine on average. <laughs> and the range that he'd be going in, I, I actually think where I have him is going to be lower than his ADP. Agree. Yeah, I could be wrong, but uh, yeah. I think see? you're right. All right. Well, there yeah. you go. All right, then here, let's do these three quick hits before we get out of here. I've kept you for too long already, but Christian Kirk, is this the Devontae Parker, Corey Davis situation? If this is finally Christian Kirk's year next year with potentially no Larry Fitzgerald, finally, like we've, we've made excuses the past two years. Christian Kirk should be better. He should be better. He's going to hit. He's going to hit. Is this, is it his turn? Is he got to be the third year in a row guy? I think so. There's uh, another guy inconsistent, but I, you know, there was certain him and Kyler are starting to get on, um, you know, a pretty good page. I wasn't, Middle of the season totally in love with yeah he did disappear i know he was dealing with something and maybe that was kyler in his shoulder right because every game and i and i say that loosely but i watched almost i watched almost every snap from arizona i already told you i had kyler in my home league i had kirk in there too i had some edmonds all i just had zona all over the place but i wasn't overly (laughs) impressed with their offense man i didn't like some of the play calling there's a lot of times where the play came in late and there were you know offensive you know false starts. oh my god you want there you go chris perfect example remember everybody lauding cliff kingsbury and all of a sudden people are calling for his head now like oh he's ruining i wasn't impressed with him and the way that they used um hopkins right? Like he was just on the one side of the field. Maybe that was Kyler. Maybe that was the shoulder and he stopped taking those deep shots down the field with Christian Kirk. But there was a stretch, man, from week four up until Kyler got hurt where he was a legitimate wide receiver too. He was getting deep balls all the time. His dot was high. He was explosive. They were just on the same page. I knew he wasn't going to be as efficient. Like he couldn't. He was going to have to regress in the second half, but I'm going to be in on him. I just think that the offense will continue to take a step forward, right? You got Hopkins in year two, you got another year of Kyler, got another year of Cliff and like Kingsbury. Like, let's see if this offense can grow and take another step forward. But um, yeah, he's, I'm, I'm going to take some shares on him, but it's another guy who's very inconsistent, Jake. It is extremely. All right. So I said two more, but one I'll say for the off season, it could be a show in and of itself because his situation is going to depend so much on what they do with who's coming back. If the person coming back is even going to be playing much after taking the year off of Damian Williams, by the way, Clyde Edwards, a but he'll, he'll be a conversation for another day. So last one, before you get out of here, let's go back, finish off inside our division. We talked somewhat about the Cowboys already. Oh, Zeke. I don't have, I feel answers. like I'm going to, I, 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 I don't know. I feel like I'm going to own a ton of Zeke next year because everybody hates him now. And everybody hates somebody who, you know what's interesting, Chris, and this is why I like him, is because through the first five weeks with Dak, he was a top three a running stud. back. Yeah. He was a, and by the way, he didn't rush for 100 yards in any of those games because he was catching five, six balls. He was scoring a touchdown in almost every single game because that's what the offense was. And interesting, like his 200-yard games came out at the end of the season. And one of them came in that week, right after he took a week off when everybody thought he was banged up and hurt and he looked great against mm-hmm. your Eagles. Mm-hmm. So are you with me? And the fact that this will be the one we get out of here on, I have Ezekiel Elliott as number six at running back. I go McCaffrey, cook, Barkley, Kamara, Henry. And then he starts the next group. If you want to make argument for Aaron Jones, depending on where he lands. Cool. If you want to argue for Nick Chubb, whatever, but Zeke is at the top of the next group. And I think that's a lot higher than people want to have him. No, I'm, I'm, I'm in on him because of the discount. We're going to get a, a bell cow back 
with upside to be, can we just say he really does still have upside to be an RB one? I don't think any, would we be shocked? The RB one, right? The RB one, RB one overall. He does have that upside. I don't think he's going to catch 70 plus balls like he did in 2018, but he's caught 50 in back-to-back seasons. And in 2019, he had 1300 yards and he just basically had a thousand looking awful, right? 65 per game, 979 yards, played 15 games, brutal quarterback play, bad defensive play. Are they going to be a better defensive team next year? Are they going to be able to take a leap forward with, you know, I don't know if they are with the coaching staff that they have, but (laughs) I think that the defense is going to be better. Maybe they run the rock a little bit more, right? I mean, to your point, he had to, he had to, you know, catch the ball. My debate is I really like Taylor. I know he's in there for you too. And that's where I went up doing my early rankings. I was back and forth on him and Taylor, but the fact that we could get Zeke, because if this all shapes out, you get those five, you know, that Adams is going to be there and Hill. people are going to take shots on wide receivers. Like if you're in that eight to 12 range and you're going to be able to get a guy like Zeke or maybe go Zeke Taylor back to back at the end, or I don't think you can, but it's possible. Yes, I will be in on the discount. Um, I don't know if he's going to get back to 2018 Zeke, though, where he's 1,400 yards. It's just there's so many options there. But it's a him and Barkley. There's so few bell cow backs out there that both of these guys, I have no problem taking shots and, and getting discounts. Yeah, I'm in on Zeke. I am in there. But he does have to go outside those five. Like, I won't be taking him ahead of the five that you yeah. mentioned. And you were talking about why Adams and then maybe even Hill or Diggs and Kelsey, definitely. So, but in that group, and like I said, if people are willing to let him fall to the end of the first round, he'll be on a lot of my teams along with Taylor. I'm with you on Taylor too. But Chris, before you get out of here, at Chris Meany, uh, puts out great content. Tell everybody your great stuff that you have, including like betting on hockey, like I do. You put those lines out, maybe some NBA help too. Now you got forced into it. (laughs) (laughs) Doing NBA shows every day. Going to start one here in in an hour. I know people probably listening a little bit later, but yeah, do an NBA live with um, two people smarter than me when it comes to basketball and, and Stefano Vaccarino and Kyle Murray and his projections. We do a basketball show every day. We have two basketball shows over at FTN all the way up until to lineup lock. If you're interested in DFS and those guys are, I don't give any basketball picks. I sprinkle here and there a couple prop, but those are the guys that are really, really good at giving the basketball picks. And yeah, I'm just plugging away with hockey. Everyone knows it's kind of my thing after football. Um, and getting ready for baseball. I mean, as you know, you've, you're doing rankings, projections. Baseball season's going to be here before you know. We have a lot of a lot of stuff, a lot of content over at FTN. Any promo codes you're looking for, Meanie is the one. But Mean Streets is absolutely absolutely free. Doing hockey shows twice a week there. Giving out, um, been giving out football props all year. Unfortunately, that that's done. But we'll have a Super Bowl show with some football props for people. And we'll start to turn the page and do some baseball, baseball props and all that stuff. So, yeah, FTN at Chris Meanie. Appreciate you have me on, man. Always a blast. Oh, I want to know. Fun. I know. I know who you're picking the Super Bowl, but I want to. Oh, of course. Casey? Uh, of course, the uh, Chiefs. Uh, actually, did you, that first toe dip in the water of betting was a three-way parlay of ten dollars, and I won forty bucks. It was yes. Kelsey anytime touchdown, Chiefs to cover, and the Chiefs points. It wasn't the game spread; it was the Chiefs points side of it. So hit that, and immediately when I saw the line coming out at three, not even three and a half, I was like. Putting it all on the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you. I say the same thing every time. You and I have been saying this for two years. Until they start to lose, <laughs> got to keep picking them. <laughs> no disrespect to Buffalo, but I jumped all over that spread immediately. I didn't, I 
thought that Mahomes was going to play, but even still, I'm like three points. That's it's- why I, didn't, I was concerned about the over because I legitimately was like, are the Bills going to score enough? Like that's where yeah. my thought was. Is like I'm that in on the Chiefs, and if they get upset, I, I'm conflicted. I, like one side of me is you know Tom Brady another ring, but know, for I entertainment know. purposes, I, I would hate if they won for the upset, but I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I don't see it either. They do have some pieces on defense that can make some plays. They'll have to. They'll have to. Make the only way it goes wrong is if they get pressure, force Patrick Mahomes to be one-dimensional, and, and the fact that they take away Hill or Kelsey and hope that the running game does nothing. Yeah, it's that's <laughs> it's, it's good luck, right? Yeah, we didn't even exactly. get into Clyde edwards lair I'm still waiting for him to look like Brian Westbrook, but. We'll do, well, yeah, we'll do, uh, we'll save that for day. next month. How about that? We'll do a post Super Bowl show. Giddy up. All right. Thanks, Chris. Thanks to everybody. Make sure you go check out Chris at FTN. Make sure you check out theathletic.com slash something all in sports. It's like I said, if that's not where the promo is, where you land and find another one, there's a deal out there for you if you're not part of it. it like I know there's probably still a trial too if you want to try it and then say, screw you, Jake. You suck. I'm out of here. You could do that too. But hopefully you give a five-star review of this podcast. Get that jerk out of here. And I'll be back. I, 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 we just made it. Chris will be back on the next show in February. Uh, we'll say three weeks maybe <laughs> around there thanks everybody. bye